Welcome to episode 6 of Do Not Worry. I'm your host, Anthony, coming to you once again from the heart of Beirut and Jaitewe. Before we get going, I just wanted to say thank you so much to everyone who subscribed to the channel. I had a very lofty goal. I wanted to reach 1,000 subscribers in four weeks. And thanks to you guys, we have made it to 1,150 subscribers as of this recording in a little bit over four weeks. So I honestly never thought I would actually make it to 1,000 subscribers, at least not this quickly. Um, so thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart. I got so much love on YouTube. I got so much love on Instagram. I got so much love on Twitter, all because of last week's episode. So sincerely, thank you so much. I don't take any of the support for granted. And I wanted to announce a new goal. I'm trying to hit 2,000 subscribers in the next four weeks. So we have four weeks to get an extra 850 subscribers. It is another lofty goal, I know. But I think we can do it. And you can start by helping right now by clicking subscribe. If you have not subscribed yet, click the like button, leave a comment. All of your engagement has been extremely helpful. Um, I seriously appreciate it. Today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter than last time, uh, just because last week's episode took a lot out of me. And I was also prepping for a big alien special episode that was supposed to come out this week. I have chosen to push it until next week because I'm going to have a special guest co-host joining me. So we're going to rework that episode and try to come up with something fun for you guys. So this episode is going to be just a little bit shorter, but I have a lot of interesting topics to talk about, including we're going to do a live reaction to Remy Ael's new music video. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Instagram page Pervs of Lebanon, just to give my opinion on it. And speaking of pervs, I'm going to talk about the story of the time where I got a selfie with Bill Cosby, none other than Bill Cosby. Um, when I was living in the U.S. It's kind of a funny story. He's, he's an asshole in real life. So thanks again for tuning in and uh, let's get kicked off. So let's start with the Remy Ha'il video. I'm going to do a reaction. But before I get into the video, let me, I guess, share my thoughts about Remy in general. Um, she's an extremely controversial figure. Anytime she drops a new video on Instagram, people lose their minds. You start getting all these debates on Twitter. Like, is her success warranted? Are the videos shallow? Let me just tell you guys what I think. To be completely honest, I generally don't know what the fuck Amy's talking about in her videos. Um, I usually get like the gist of it. I know the theme. But once she gets going, the abstractness of, of it all kind of loses me. But I really do enjoy the style. Like, for example, I love auteur directors, for example. You know what I mean? Like, uh, for example, when Christopher Nolan makes a movie, from the first frame, you know it's a Christopher Nolan movie. Uh, Wes Anderson, as soon as his movie starts, you know it's a Wes Anderson movie. Lars von Trier. I fucking hate Lars von Trier movies, but I love the fact that Lars von Trier can exist and make his own movies, even though I don't necessarily love his style. And if you're wondering why I hate Lars von Trier, Antichrist, that's why. Fuck that movie. And if you're wondering, well, why do you hate Antichrist? I'm going to give you a series of words. Um, Willem Dafoe, Brick, Erect Penis, Blood, Charlotte Gainsbourg, Clitoris, Scissors. Blech. Fuck that movie. Fuck Antichrist. But I really like it when someone has their own style. So even if Remy does something that where I don't necessarily agree with the message or I don't even understand what she's trying to say, she takes pretty big swings. And I appreciate the style. I appreciate the hard work that goes behind it. I appreciate the hustle. Now, sometimes I completely miss the point. Although, like, for example, I thought the Ba'lewa video that she had done, I thought I'd, 
understood what she tried to say, but then all these think pieces and stuff sort of came out. I'm not going to try to overanalyze anything. I'm just going to watch the video, try to figure it out. But I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Remy. I know she's controversial. I know a lot of people say she's style over substance. Anyways, I've talked too much. Let me get ready to watch uh, this video. Um, as a quick heads up, if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, I might have to play around with the footage, either doctor the, the visuals or change the audio ever so slightly just so that I don't get like a copyright strike on YouTube or even on Instagram. So if it looks different to you, that's why I'm going to be watching the regular unedited version. But in case you see some weirdness or some weird edits, uh, that's why. Okay. And let us begin. Okay. This, this is very much a Remya Al video already. Okay. All right. A heart. I'm following so far. I can follow so far. Okay, again, very Remyael. She has a very wet K, right? It's very wet sounding. Kind of bothers me, to be honest with you. Very well done, though. Very well done. Again, very visually arresting. I'm not sure I know what the fuck she's talking about. Oh, okay, so this is a music video. I'm definitely gonna have to edit this. Oh, we got some lettuce! Signature Remyaid. Chopping lettuce, I like that. See, honestly, I'm so taken by, like, the visuals, I can't even focus on the lyrics. Shot so well. Dude, she's badass, man. Come on. I'm trying to follow by reading the subtitles. Man, is this one take? I don't normally listen to Arabic music and stuff. So the song is not really my style, but it's it's pretty good. It's, this is very well done, man. I gotta say. So I'm guessing it's about a heart bleeding, this heartbreak or something. But who's who's she talking about? A man? That would go against everything she stands for, wouldn't it? I'm gonna say the video is a lot better than the, the song so far. I'm more impressed with the visuals, the long take, uh, her dancing, rather than the song itself. Don't watch this if you get seizures easily. This is pretty cool though. Okay, to be honest, uh, I don't know what the fuck this was about. As usual, um, I think I got it like heartbreak, distance. I don't know if she was like saying she needed a man or not. I don't know if that goes against her message. So I can't say I really understood it as usual. Not because it was very complicated, just because I was so taken by the visuals. Look, I think if you're a fan of Remy's, you're going to enjoy this. This is just, this should be right up your alley. It's got all of the Remy isms, the lettuce, the sort of fast speaking, the wet cough. And it's also kind of abstract and weird, but honestly, dude, man, look, she's very talented. Uh, whether or not I like the song, this is just not my style of music, but I cannot deny the talent that is on display. Now, if there is a political message behind the song that you disagree with, or a social message that you disagree with, 
to me it just hit it just struck me as a song about heartbreak i'm sorry if i'm disappointing you guys i know a lot of people want me to like hate on remy it's just, dude she's fucking talented man i wish i could do something as fucking cool as that but, you know i get it man you know twitter usually has a way more negative outlook on remy she's way more beloved on instagram rather than on twitter i don't know why that is but it's an interesting dichotomy I, I dig it, man. I'm so sorry for those of you who don't like it. Let me know what it is you don't like about her style in the comments. Um, I really, I respect the hard work. I respect the hustle. Again, she's an auteur. She has a very distinct style and vision. I respect that. I like that. Why is it that if you don't normally like her stuff, let me know why, because I don't really understand why. I get that a lot of people think that it's shallow and stuff, but I just, I want to know what you guys think. Okay, this next topic uh, is a lot trickier to talk about. And before I even get into it, I just want to tell you guys, I am a straight male. I'm going to be talking about a page called Pervs of Lebanon. So I'm going to be talking about sexual harassment. I might say something incredibly stupid. Do not hesitate to correct me in the comments to educate me. Again, I'm going to be talking about something that I have almost no relation to. So if I say something stupid, if I say something offensive, Please teach me the right way in the comments. I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on what I'm about to talk about. Um, I'm in no way trying to offend or to belittle anything that has to do with sexual harassment. This is my podcast. I want to test the limits of what I can talk about. And I don't know. I don't want to shy away from any topic, even if it's a little bit scary to talk about, or even if I am not prepared with all of the information, because I can count on you guys to help me and to help correct me and to help inform me if I'm completely off base. And just as a heads up, I'm not trying to discredit Pervs of Lebanon because there's like an accusation of me that's like going to surface or anything. I've been a good boy. I've always been a good boy. I ain't worried about that. So that ain't the case. With that said, there is a page on Instagram called Pervs of Lebanon. Uh, it was established, I'm guessing, a few months ago. Um, and what they do is they expose like uh, sexual harassers, potential rapists, people with a sketchy past who have done something horrible to someone, and they expose them on Instagram. Now, do I think that that is a good solution or a bad solution? This is what we're kind of going to talk about, because it's a complicated issue. It's not black or white. I don't think it's as simple as saying you're either for it or you're either against it. I think that a page like this is a necessary evil. And I think that it is a unfortunately it is an indictment on the lebanese government and it is an indictment on the lebanese just, justice system that we even need a page like that to exist because if if we were in a normal country where women's or even men's uh, reports of sexual assault were taken seriously people would not need to turn to instagram so on one end i completely understand we live in lebanon we're in the middle east um, I'm sure women get harassed on a daily basis and there must be many reasons for them to fear coming forward. Let's just use in the US, for example, a country where women feel a lot safer coming forward with, with allegations of sexual harassment, even in a country like the US. A lot of women just don't feel comfortable sharing these stories. There's, there's some stigma around it. There's, they might be traumatized. It's just not something that's easy to talk about. And they're worried that if they talk to the authorities that the authorities are not going to take their claims seriously. Well, it's way worse in Lebanon. The social stigma is so much worse. The way we think about women and the way we objectify women and they need to be pure or whatever, completely backwards and archaic. But that's kind of how it is here. So already, if you're a woman and you get sexually harassed, 
I don't even feel like you want to bring that up with anyone, you know, or with your family. Secondly, I feel that if you even even if you go to the authorities, they're going to ask all the wrong questions and they're going to victim shame the women. What were you wearing? Were you drinking? Etc. Etc. Types of questions that you should not be asking someone. I feel like this is what our Lebanese police would do. So you're completely discouraging people from from going to the traditional routes and trying to get justice in the correct way. So where does that leave us? That brings a page like Pervs of Lebanon, who are doing the work that honestly, police should be doing. So in that sense, I think this page is important because it gives a voice to the voiceless. It highlights people, dangerous people in our society that we need to be wary of, that we need to know about. So I can't argue why this page exists. I understand why it exists. Because our government is not present and because we have no law enforcement present to take care of these things. So what are people supposed to do? They turn to a page like, like Pervs of Lebanon. But in, in my opinion, it should be a temporary solution. This cannot be the way we condemn and we catch harassers. And I'm sure whoever runs the page knows that. This can't be how we do things forever because let's face it, the Lebanese government and Lebanon in general as a country is only getting worse. All public services are going to get worse. So eventually, are we going to have Instagram pages for police work? Are we going to have Instagram pages? Like, I don't know. I don't know how far it's going to go. Secondly, my main fear and my main concern with a page like Pervs of Lebanon is the power that we're seemingly giving. Look, I don't even know who runs this account. If it's one person, if it's two people, if it's three people. Let's say it's one person. Uh, if I've learned anything as a Lebanese person is that everyone is corruptible and power corrupts people. Do we want to give so much power, the power to ruin someone's lives? And here, I'm not, yo, by the way, I'm not here to defend any of the accused rapists on the page. Fuck them. And I don't want this video to be used as like an anti-pervs of Lebanon video or me defending any of the perverts on there. Fuck no. I don't want nothing to do with y'all. I'm just talking sort of big picture. Do we want to give so much power to some unknown person who might... What if a friend of that person gets accused of sexual harassment? Do we trust the person who's running that account to accuse the person? What if someone that the person who's running the account really doesn't like gets accused of sexual harassment? Does that make the person running the account more likely to accuse that person? Do we think that openly exposing these people on Instagram, sometimes some of these people have children, they have wives, they have you know, people in their families, should a kid be at school and like have one of their friends walk up to them and be like, hey, your dad's a rapist. Like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, I saw it on Instagram. I don't think that's the way we want to go about it. But again, I understand why we're in this position. Pervs of Lebanon would not exist if there wasn't a vacancy left by the government. So I get it. But is it the right thing to do? And I also think there's some, I get some like, it seems like the, whoever's running the page tends to do some slightly immature things. Like, for example, I was looking through one of the accusations, and it's some guy who's sending a bunch of creepy DMs. The accused person's brother then reaches out to Pervs of Lebanon and says, hey, my brother was hacked. Obviously, it's bullshit. But then Pervs of Lebanon, like, kind of makes fun of the guy's brother. I don't think that's necessary. Go after the guy. Don't go after the guy's brother. And you shouldn't be making jokes. You shouldn't be making memes out of the stuff. Like, it's bad enough that we need an Instagram page to do this stuff. 
try to avoid being comedic, try to avoid being snarky, try to avoid being funny, because this is a serious situation. And you're ruining people's lives, people who have done horrible things and who maybe deserve to have their lives ruined. But don't, I don't know, man, don't take joy in it. And I also find it weird that that like there are some people accused of like legit physical harassment and like rape and stuff, but you're lumping in people who send a bunch of creepy direct messages. And again, I'm not trying to defend anything that they do, but there is a difference between rape, physical sexual harassment, and sending someone a horribly distasteful DM. And now I know it, it, it starts with a DM and maybe that person could take it further and it could lead to physical harassment. I know I'm not arguing that fact. I'm just trying to put all my ideas out there. What I'm trying to say is that I don't have a simple answer. I can't sit here and tell you that Pervs of Lebanon is a good thing or a bad thing. I think they do a lot of good. And unfortunately, we need them right now. But I also think it should be a temporary solution while we try to work on something better behind the scenes. Like I would hope that whoever's running that page is working on a more long-term solution. What, from a guy who was uneducated on the subject, what, I would, what makes sense to me is to maybe form some kind of NGO some kind of association that trains Lebanese police officers on how to handle cases of sexual harassment. If a lady walks into a police office and wants to report something, teach them what to ask, what not to ask, how to treat these women with respect and make them feel comfortable and make them feel safe in sharing their stories. That way we can encourage people to follow the, the legal and the you know, more open way of trying to get justice. Is that very optimistic of me and naive? Probably. And again, don't, I'm not defending any of the creeps on that page. I'm just trying to have a discussion. I would love to hear what you guys think. Please leave your comments. What do you think about Pervs of Lebanon as a page? Do you think there's some, something they could do better? Do you think... Honestly, it's like a, he's a, it's a vigilante page. It's like a superhero just on Instagram, you know? And while I sell comic books, I got comic book tattoos all over me. No one loves a superhero more than me and no one likes a vigilante more than me. But this is real life and there are real consequences. So I'm just always afraid in giving someone so much absolute power. And I don't know. I'd love to hear what you guys think, honestly. Speaking of perverts, seven years ago when I was still living in the US, um, I got to meet and take a picture with Bill Cosby arguably the world's most notorious serial rapist at this point. Obviously, when I met him, uh, those stories hadn't come out yet. And for all I knew, I was meeting a comedy legend. So I just wanted to tell you guys the story behind this photo. Um, I know I'm smiling and I look happy, but he actually yelled at me before taking the picture. So here's, here's the quick story of how I met the world's worst fucking rapist. I used to have a job where that allowed me to work from home. I used to work remotely. And I used to live in a place called uh, Arlington in Virginia. It was very close to Washington, D.C. It was like a 20-minute walk to Georgetown. Right behind my apartment complex, there was an opening for a restaurant called Ben's Chili Bowl. Now, the original Ben's Chili Bowl was a restaurant that was in Washington, D.C., and it was, they're famous for their hot dogs, their chili dogs, their half-smokes, all that kind of thing. And Bill Cosby was a loyal customer, and he was kind of like the mascot for Ben's Chili Bowl. So... They opened like the first ever branch of Ben's Chili Bowl right behind my apartment complex in Arlington. So I was working from home. I had all my work done. I figured, you know what? I'm just going to go out and like watch the opening. If I can fucking see Bill Cosby in person, why the hell not? So 
I get done with my work, I step out of my apartment, and I go to Ben's Chili Bowl, and then I see, like, there was a line for people waiting to take a picture with Bill Cosby. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna meet Bill Cosby. I wait in line, takes about an hour, and, like, as I'm in line waiting to meet Bill Cosby, I call my fucking parents who are, who are in Lebanon, and I'm like, guys, I'm about to meet Bill Cosby, they're freaking out, I'm freaking out. Happy times. When it's my turn to take a photo with Bill Cosby, he decides to get up and leave the restaurant. I'm like, dude, I've been waiting an hour, like, what the fuck? Bill Cosby gets up, walks out of the restaurant, like surrounded with his entourage. But as soon as he walks past me, I grab the back of his jacket. I'm like, motherfucker, I've been waiting an hour for this fucking picture. I hold on to the back of his jacket. He doesn't notice. And I follow him out of the restaurant. I'm just like, please, please, Mr. Cosby, Mr. Cosby, I've been waiting an hour. Can I just please take a picture? He's like, all right, all right. So I'm like, just trying to get the camera settings on my phone. And as I'm doing, it's, it just took like a second to get the camera ready. He's like, take the damn picture. It's like, damn, holy fucking shit, man. All right, all right. Take, snapped a quick photo, smiled. He didn't even try to smile in the picture. He just looked like a fucking asshole. Then I posted it on Instagram. At the time, I had like fucking 100 followers or some shit. This was seven years ago. Got like so many likes. Everyone was commenting like, damn, you met Bill Cosby. How cool. Woo. Yeah, yeah. The fucked up thing is, man, Ben's Chili Bowl, like their whole marketing was based on Bill Cosby. They had this giant fucking mural of Bill Cosby outside the restaurant, inside the restaurant, like very weird. Like they, I'm sure they've had to rebrand. They've had to fucking tear down those goddamn murals. And um, whew, yeah, fuck you, Bill Cosby. So I've always had that debate, like, should I delete the Bill Cosby photo from my Instagram? I've kept it. I still have it up there just because of how weird of a memory it is. And like. He's a horrible fucking person who deserves to be in, like, the dumpster of hum humanity's history. But, like, it's all he's also such a notorious and infamous figure at this point that I still have the photo up. I think it's, like, a funny story, but there's nothing funny about rape or the shit that he was accused of doing. So, uh, let me know what you guys think. Should I delete the photo off of my Instagram or should I keep it? Fuck you, Bill Cosby. You're a fucking asshole, man. Here's a segment that we couldn't do last week because of the whole, uh, you know, Tufiluk special. But let's go over the Netflix top 10 really quickly. What are you guys watching in Lebanon? Uh, in the number one spot, we got Firefly Lane. That is a series starring Katherine Heigl. Hmm, I used to be a fan of Katherine Heigl uh, when she was on Grey's Anatomy. Then I stopped liking her. I don't know why. She seems like not a nice person. So I ain't gonna watch that, but it seems to be doing very well. Uh, there's the actress from Scrubs in there. I like her. She seems like a nice person in real life. Quite the opposite of Katherine Heigl. Uh, number two, we have To All the Boys Always and Forever. It is a one hour and 55 minute romantic comedy. Uh, have not seen it. Don't think I'm gonna check it out. Doesn't seem like it's my style. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Some new episodes have been uploaded. It is at number three. Number four. Squared Love looks like a original Netflix romantic feel-good comedy. I guess they've dropped a bunch of romantic comedies for, for uh, you know, the Valentine spirit. It makes sense. We got Snowpiercer, the series at number five. Again, I'm never going to watch the series again. Watch the movie, the Snowpiercer movie, way better than the series will ever be. I can guarantee that. Lupin has dropped from the top five to the number six position. Still in the top 10, though. Very popular show. I would not be surprised to see a second season. Uh, number seven, Red Dot. What is that? That looks to be a, a psychological thriller. It's an original Netflix film. Uh, I have no idea. I don't know shit about it, to be completely honest with you. Uh, it's a Swedish movie. Okay, okay, Swedish film. I don't know. It looks interesting. Looks interesting. 
New oh shit number eight news of the world I did not know this was gonna be a Netflix movie so this is a western this is I think the first western starring Tom Hanks and it is directed by Paul Greengrass yo I'm gonna watch this shit tonight yo so number eight news of the world let's double it up this is also my Netflix recommendation for you guys I haven't seen it but it's Tom Hanks western all right I'm fucking excited I love westerns one of my favorite genres so number eight news of the world that's some good news all right I got something to do man number nine we got Bridgerton ooh big drop for Bridgerton dropped out of the top five and is almost out of the top 10 it's having a hard time competing with all this romantic comedy stuff coming out and at number 10 crime scene uh it is a true crime docuseries uh it talks about the vanishing of the Cecil Hotel um all Netflix is killing it with all these true crime documentaries I a couple weeks back I recommended you guys check out Night Stalker here's another one at number 10. So that's the Netflix top 10. My recommendation, check out News of the World. That is what I'm going to be watching tonight. But I got to say, I'm very proud of you guys because Friends has not been in the top 10 for like two, three weeks now. That's pretty fucking impressive. All right. Friends was always in the top 10 when I started doing these top 10s. So uh, it is nice to see you guys watching something other than a 20 year old sitcom, I have to say. Guys, thank you so much for watching episode six of Do Not Worry. Like this video, leave a comment. I'd love to know what you guys think. I know we talked about a lot of sort of weird things this week, so I'd love to hear what you guys think about that stuff. Leave your opinions in the comment section below. If you want to listen to the audio version of this podcast, I have all the links for Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Enrami, uh, Deezer, all that stuff in the description below. Subscribe to the channel if you have not yet. We're trying to hit 2,000 subscribers in the next four weeks. Become a Do Not Warrior. Sorry, I had to come up with a name for you guys. I know it's a little bit cheesy, but I think Do Not Warrior is pretty badass, if you ask me. Tune in next week for a very special alien episode with a special guest co-host. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be talking about a lot of weird shit, some scary shit, to be honest with you guys. If you believe in aliens, I think you're going to have a good time. If you don't believe in aliens, I'm going to try to convert you by the end of next week's episode. Have a good night, everybody. And as usual, do not worry.